I think it's recording. I think it's recording. I see it recording. It's recording. Okay, so if we record this whole episode and it's not recording, what's going to happen? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't have a... Can't even threaten me good. I know. Hold on, I want to threaten you. I like no, you. No, it's bit. recording. I can see you. Okay. I like you a little bit. I wouldn't <laughs> threaten you. <laughs> you like me a little bit? I like you a lot. Okay, that's good. Hi, friends. We're back. Man. Oh, my gosh. We we sure are. Yeah. We This will probably become a monthly podcast. Yeah. I don't know. We lie to y'all in every episode, so <laughs> take it for whatever you need. <laughs> we like talking to people, though, so it's fine. We really do. Word. Um, we both sipping on wine tonight because we still in quarantine, and America's still killing black people. <laughs> so we <laughs> are totally... I think this is the first time Sinead drinking some wine with me on it. Yeah. But, like, we... It's, it's somber. needed. It's definitely got, like, a somber mood to it. Yeah. So. Shit's real. It's very real. We're going to have to put the explicit on this because y'all going to hear some F-bombs and stuff, but we rocking through it. Um, let's start with updates since the last one, which was about quarantine, which will probably go up today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, there was a quarantine one, and then I just posted the other one. Oh, the family was, one? It was called uh-huh. um, Separation of Family and Self, mm. where we talked about basically being adults. And I think we have, both of us have really strong family ties. Yeah. Even though we consider some of our childhood toxic, mm-hmm. it's been difficult, like, separating from that. So we rambled on about that for, like, a whole hour. You said we rambled on. I'm just saying. Yeah. One one day we're gonna do like a, I'm gonna do like a Q and A of Shanae with like all the social things that people do that she don't like. Podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like we'll be all over the place. Not that not that I want to criticize our work. I just don't always understand social media. I know I probably say that every episode, yeah. but it's you're like, why do people listen I don't to this? Get it. I don't. <laughs> it's so great. So update from the from whatever episode. Um, we tried to be parents for five and a half weeks with all the school closure stuff. My niece was here. She's, I think y'all hear us telling her to like stop moving yeah, or something in the, the last, last episode. Yeah. Um, we failed at it. Um, <laughs> it was a huge failure. Well, why did we fail? That's why we know. And we haven't talked about that. Oh, you're right. So number one, we live in a studio apartment. I don't know why Shanae thought this was a good idea. What? Because but <laughs> I will fight you, girl. I will muster up all my strength to whoop you. I don't ass know why you don't tell this story right. Thought to not stop me when I said this was a good idea. But we basically had my niece down. She was supposed to do an internship. My niece is a preteen. She'll be 13 in December. She got a little attitude with her. So we were like trying these different techniques and trying to be patient. It was a lot. Like, yeah. Feeding another person is a lot. Living <laughs> in a space, a small crib. And number one, I don't think our studio is small. I think it's pretty spacious mm-hmm. um, for the two of us. But with a third person, it was like living on top of each other. It was a mess. Yeah. I love my niece, though. She's my, she's a precious baby. Um, but no, being a parent, God bless all parents who are working from home what and schooling children. What was the problem? You say what the problem was. What was the problem? I think that Shanae and I, we talked a lot about our differences. Like, we were raised, if she was raised at A, I was raised at Z. <laughs> and so we have a lot of different 
ways in which we communicate with our family, ways in which we express and emote. And it's one thing to learn that with your partner. It's another to do that with a yeah, child. Yeah. And so... I think because I think the hard part was is like you and Avea was like so used to each other's ways and just the dynamic that y'all have and mm-hmm. I it was a shock to me and I was just like what what are y'all doing like I don't understand yeah so I was I think I just kind of she well, like went into her little shell in and yeah like every day yeah as much as I could yeah which was bad for our relationship definitely it, y'all we took a hit hit it was hard it was. It was hard, but I think the harder part is, like, me, I don't know, like, there's a lot of things that I do within my family that Shanae has boundaries around that when I've learned them and internalized them for myself were helpful. But, and that usually was not with a family member present. (laughs) It's like we get to talk about it. So, like, the thing at the fair when I, like, I spoil my niece and nephew. So, and I think, I know I talked about this with another one. Uh, we were at the fair, and I gave them 20 bucks. I was like, when you spend it, that's it. They spent that thing so quick. And what did TT do? Open up her wallet again. And so Shanae was like, wow, like you told them something and you went back on it. And so from there, I was kind of like, you know what, I did. And they're getting older. Like they're 12 and one's about to be 11 in a few weeks. Um, so they're getting older, and having that experience is influential. Like somebody who will actually, you know, say what yeah. they mean, mean what they say. But they didn't have to see that transpire. Right. The conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But when my niece is here and we're having these conversations, um, that's harder. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder. And I don't have boundaries. I I really don't have boundaries with my entire family. Um, Like, if we going at it, my family going to see it. So, and that wasn't healthy. It totally was not healthy. But it's just another way in which we're different. Um, That don't mean Sinead was an angel. Because Sis tried it a few times. And you know. Tried it, tried it a few times. I didn't. Um, crickets. <laughs> Insert crickets. <laughs> tried it a few times. So we also had to do that. But no, that was why I think it was hard with my niece being I will here. say, at some point, I felt like, you know, either I'm in this or I'm not. And it became a... And then I don't think this has anything to do with Nave necessarily more like issues with my own family. Mm-hmm. Um... And it's all, sometimes I feel like I have to choose between my family and you, which is like a crazy thought because we'll be mm-hmm. having a great time with my family. Next thing you know, it's like a little, I say, tension. Mm-hmm. And I don't always understand. I don't think that they're as honest and direct about what they feel and what they think. And sometimes, you know, like I pick up on it and it's like these awkward moments. Yeah. Like, well, what's really happen- happening? But I feel like either I'm investing in this wholeheartedly or I'd rather not do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's, if I have to, if it's that much tension going on, and I don't think that's your fault at all. Like, yeah. that has nothing to do with you. That's I'm got, innocent in all of this. You know, something yeah. to do with me and my family. But it's, it's, I think it's hard going through family dynamics and recording at the same time. Yeah. So for me, it's like, and I don't know, Mika always encouraged me, oh, be authentic, and you know, I don't I don't know what else. That's not even that. how I sound. So, <laughs> I mean, I say it, but I don't sound like that. No. You know what I mean? And I think, it's not that I don't want to be authentic, is that, I know that I'm going through a process. I know yeah. that I'm going through changes and I don't always want to do it on camera yeah. or on a recording. You know what I mean? Because I know that in 10 years, I might feel something different from what I'm saying right now. And I think like our environment can be so judgmental just like through social media, like just mm-hmm. the way that, you know, social media is right now, it can be very judgmental. You say one thing and like people want to hold that against you forever. 
Um, but I want to feel free to make changes and grow and yeah. make adjustments over time, mm -hmm. even while I'm recording. Yeah. So. And I, I mean, next episode, we can talk about the big things that we're working on. I will be vulnerable. Yeah, mm, I know. You yeah. gave me a face like, you really want to talk about that? We can talk about it. I don't mind. But y'all got to wait until next episode, which will be in 9,000 weeks. <laughs> um, another thing that happened, um, so my family suffered a loss, yeah. a loss of my uncle, um, who's my mom's brother. And then my mom came to stay with us. Mm. And so I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, and again, in a studio in apartment. In a studio apartment. And I'm always preface by saying our studio is pretty spacious for us. But when someone else is here, it's a lot. And then it also, so my mom, love my mom, you know, but we have very clear boundaries. And when she was here, those boundaries were kind of violated, not because she tried to do something, but because I know my boundaries. Like, I know that if my mom is calling me and I am not in the right mental space, I, can, I can't pick up the phone. It's different when someone's in your face, you know, like, or like y'all about to go to bed and it's like they keep talking or something like that. <laughs> so um, those were violated and my boundaries were violated, I felt like. And I also have my partner and my partner also just had my niece here five and a half weeks. She ain't trying to be in this small space shaking with another, head, you know, like it was, head. it was a lot. However, I am so close with my family that I, if I didn't know, like, Number one, my partner, which I should have kind of known more before my niece came. And it's not to blame like my mom or my niece. This is thinking about the things and the ways in which I value family. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay. I thought it was okay. Like, this is family. What do you mean? Ah, we ain't got a three-bedroom house, you know? Like, we ain't got a full basement that somebody can stay in. And so I had to learn. I get it. But also, like, is there anywhere else for anybody to go? And stop trying to mesh every part of my, you know, romantic partnership as well as my family together right now. Because we're saving crazy. We're trying to do things. We're trying to build. And sometimes when you're trying to build and you keep letting people in, mm. it's a lot. Like, we, listen, we were, we went through the ringer. Like, we went through the ringer. And so it's. It's looking again where you invest in that time. Am I gonna, you know, put all of this into it? But it was I think a it mess. was hard. And I think for a minute <laughs> I was definitely like, let's pause on the podcast until we can get this thing together. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm I'm very grateful. I love when we come back together. It's so beautiful. And yeah. I like even on our Instagram page when I was saying, you know, <laughs> like this shit is hard on the you know the on best the story, day yeah. feels like a fairy tale to me yeah and then the hard days is like painful yeah. and I, I really would like for us to balance that out and I, I think we do a good job mm -hmm. of coming back shout out to our therapist because she's dope <laughs> word she is dope. she's really really she dope. put Shanae in check it's always Shanae y'all it's never get out my face <laughs> and I think we did talk about how similar you guys can be sometimes like she legit understands Tamika and yeah. like makes it plain for me so I can catch it. But she said I'm who she used to be. So basically she told me to grow up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but check this. What's what do you feel like has been the biggest thing you learned in therapy? That's been most helpful. The biggest thing. Um, probably that I have to say how I feel. Mm. Like I usually say how I feel through my actions. Like, if I'm mad, oh, you're going to know. If I'm angry, you're going to know. If I'm fed up, you will know. I mean, if I'm happy, you'll know, too. But I usually say it through my actions, and I don't always say it through my words. Like, there was one, we had a therapy session, 
full transparency, where I'm bawling my eyes out. And like, I was moving my face away from the camera because we're doing it virtual now. Yeah. And my therapist was like, I can't see your face. I can't see your face. And I'm like, mm, no, you don't. I was mad because I was like, you don't get that much of me. Like, yeah. I don't want to give you all of that. And then she made me talk through it. And so, because, so we do a couple session and I do an individual with our um, therapist too. So I had to kind of learn in the couples part, talk through it. And even like, Recently, like Shanae's been on me. Like, if she says something I don't like, it, she's like, "You don't get to shut down. You can't <laughs> shut down." And I'm like, "Man, let me go to my corner and just not talk about this and come back in five minutes." But when I do that, come back in five minutes, we ain't talking about what we really need to talk about—the meat of it. And I also am not. I always tell Shanae, like, even when you're angry at me, talk to me like you love me. But I ain't doing that if I'm not talking when I'm angry. So, yeah. like, just understanding like that component of it. I think that's the biggest thing for me. But what about you? I think... Everything. <laughs> Y'all should have seen her face. No, I think the biggest thing is knowing when it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. Like, I've always... No, I don't want to say I've always, but at a certain point, I learned that it's not good to be vulnerable with everybody and that mm -hmm. some people I can't give everything to. So I think I picked up a habit of just not being vulnerable with a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or very rarely being vulnerable or, you know, saying how I really feel. But I think I'm beginning to learn, like, especially within a relationship that it's okay to be vulnerable and trying to figure out when those moments are. Yeah. And I don't know, our therapist uh, advocates us listening to Brene Brown. Yeah. Um, so I'm also reading through her, you know, her stuff on vulnerability. But it, it's, I, I do like how she says that vulnerability takes bravery. And mm -hmm. that's been helping me actually do it. <laughs> so it's like, because my mind usually goes to, oh, okay, you know, if I'm being vulnerable, it's going to make me feel weak. Yeah. Like somebody's taking away something from me. But when you add in the bravery part and the, the courage, then it's like, no, I'm strong. And that's why I could be vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> when I say that to myself, it makes it a bit easier. Yeah. Um, it is risky. I love how Brene Brown talks about how... Um, you can't be vulnerable and come out without scars. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It does take bravery, and you're going to get hurt. She's At one point, she was like, you know, it, it's not that you might get hurt. You're definitely going to get hurt. Yeah. And it's go you're going to have hard moments. This is not a playing it safe game, which, like, playing it safe is my thing. That's what I love to do, you yeah. know? Let me find a nice, comfortable, pl comfortable place to just be in, and that's what I like. But um, I don't know. That's been really helpful. So I wanted to add in, like, the positive because... Yeah, of course. I mean, I thrive in chaos. Oh, God. So if I'm ever talking about, like, hey, negative, negative, it's because I thrive in chaos. Like, I can be like, oh, this sucks. I will say but. that's one of the things um, that our therapist um, said to me in, like, an individual session that I had basically was that, you know, I'm looking for comfort and predictability, mm -hmm. and my partner thrives in chaos. So basically, we're both having trauma responses. Like, that's how we learn to deal with our childhood. But it's a conflicting energy, and mm -hmm. we have to come someplace in the middle so that things can actually work. Work. So that's our update. Basically, I need to learn to relax. However, whenever Shanae tells me to relax, I'm like, uh, don't tell me that. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I hear you work. So what um, are we really talking about today? All right, so that was a lot of an update, but we are talking about, like, healing... Wait, being black, wow. we're going to throw in queer because it is LGBTQ Pride Month. We're going to do that. But 
healing through or being okay in this time. And it's not that you have to be okay. It's like, what is Shit's that like? real. So, like, how are you, like, um, with the murder of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, Aub- what's his name? Aubrey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, no, that wasn't his first name. Something Aubrey was his, Aubrey was his last name. Um, no, apologies for um, messing up his name. Um, and we'll figure it out and put it in here. But it was, it's a lot. It's back to back. It's mm. trauma. It's videos. And it's across it's, the world. It's global. It's global. And so it's like, how are we, I do want to talk about, because I have a strong presence on social media and Shanae has a strong foundation for healing. And so like, I kind of like it. It's a, y'all, it's a balance and it feels good to date her. Um, Cause she like helps me, but I do want to talk about like, how are you first? Like, how are you managing? Let's start there. I mean, can anybody manage? I think, yeah. I don't know, knowing your limits, knowing yourself, knowing what's good for you and what's not. I think that's one of the things you kept pointing out with me is like knowing when it's like, okay, I'm done. Time to shut it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think lately, just for me personally, at some point I turned on CNN notifications with the uh, coronavirus because I just, being an essential worker, just wanted to like stay up to date with like, sometimes things will be changing daily and then I wouldn't know till I got home because I didn't like have the notifications on. And so now I'm seeing everything about the protests, um, the stuff that's going on in Philly, where we live. Ahmad, Ahmad Aubrey, sorry. Okay. I just wanted to Ahmad get his Aubrey. name right. Okay. Um, so I think that I don't want to say I've been doing pretty good, but mm-hmm. I've been able to manage taking in a certain amount of information yeah. and also daily releasing a certain amount of energy that is negative you know what i mean because it's like like somebody asked me about voting and i just felt so discouraged like in the conversation and i was just like man like it's like how can i believe how can i participate in a system that i believe is corrupt you Mm -hmm. know like that that in and of itself um i think was definitely a downer but i think what i've been doing is just daily trying to be aware because i don't want to be you know what is it a bird with their head in the sand what's that saying so I'm with your head in the sand. I like them saying. So mm-hmm. I can never who put who would put their head in the sand? <laughs> with the question. Would it be a bird? Would it be a crab? Would uh, it be I'll a hermit? Sh- I think like, it I might be. A- <laughs> I don't know. Do you want your head in the sand? First anyway. of all, I couldn't breathe if my head. Uh, never mind. Never mind. Right. <laughs> right there. Um, but yeah, I don't want to just be have my head in the clouds. I mm-hmm. want to be aware of what's going on, but I don't want to be consumed with what's going yeah. on. Yeah. And it's like knowing that balance you got. And I feel like being in touch with your body and knowing when you start getting tense, when your head start hurting, you know, when you start rubbing your forehead, your shoulders get tense, like that's time to take a step back and do something that's a little bit more of a coping. Because you, you got to have both. You cannot um, avoid what's going on around you. Yeah. But at the same time, you um, can't consume it, like, because that would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine if I, I consumed it every day, all day, that would drive me crazy, and I wouldn't be able to manage. Yeah. I definitely agree. I don't have that much self-control. <laughs> so I am, like, all in. Like, I'm listening to, like, the police scanner app. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in group text. I'm on social media. Like mm -hmm. I'm overly consumed. I'm not watching every single video because mm -hmm. I got to know when that they went. And like the visuals is what like pains me. Yeah. Um, like there's a video of George Floyd's daughter yeah. on the shoulders of her uncle saying, my dad changed the world. And I'm like, and one of my favorite like people in the world is Candace Bimbo. And a while ago, she said black women shouldn't have to bury love. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that black girl is going to become a black woman who had to bury her father. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it's like I the visuals is what get to me. Um, but the words I I choose to use my words on social media. Right. Um, however, like late at night, it's hard. It's hard when I put my phone away. It's hard when I'm laying down and trying to like decompress. I don't have that because like <laughs> Babe, like, I don't know, she takes care of herself. Like, she'd be like, all right, I'm going to take a bath. Like, and she, like, she knows how to do that. And I used to be so good at it. And I'm just not good at it anymore, like, the self-care part of it. Um, I do go to therapy, and that is very, very helpful for me because I process out loud. But I haven't found the things to do to really take care of my body and myself. Um, so I'm still figuring that out. I, I typically know mentally when I'm, like, I, it's too much, mm -hmm. but I don't know how to take care of myself and be consumed because I, I like inf I love information. Like, if you I could do one thing, one thing differently, what would you do? Hmm. I would physically take care of my body more. Okay. Like I, I know what it feels like to run around a track. This ain't running around a track in a minute. I know what it feels like to work out and then like leave and feel released. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm working out, I'm checking my phone while and I'm like, damn, this fucked up. But like for that 45 to an hour, like I knew what it felt like. So I would probably take care of my body more. I've gotten honestly like very lazy. Like my aunt has sent me a package and it got here like two days ago. And she was like, did you get it? And I knew it was in the mailbox because it said delivered. But I didn't check. Like I didn't even go downstairs. Huh, my mom's got sister. Um, I just, I picked up the shirt today. You were like on your phone, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's like says God loves me too. And it has like a rainbow on it. Oh, um, I want one. <laughs> but um, yeah, but just realizing like, and my friend has sent me mail. It was here on the 30th or something. like It was like postmarked for the 30th. Yeah. I didn't see that. And that was like a sympathy card for my uncle. And walking down, literally all I had to do was walk down two flights of stairs. And I was like, Tamika, really? When is the last time you left your apartment? When's the last time you checked your mail? So like physically taking care of myself and maybe leaving my apartment once a day, which you always try to get me to do. She tried today and I was like, hmm, let's eat instead. Yeah. And so we never went on our walk. <laughs> so I, that accountability would be helpful because like when I try to lay down at night, like I'm not able to like, yeah. you know, separate from all the things I saw and in, indulged in throughout the day. What's it been like um, on social media? Because you've been interacting with people. Y'all. And I, I, I do, like, listen to your stories because I sure ain't doing it. They be funny as hell because people crazy. Mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> so I've deleted four people. One was my cousin because she's just, she just tries to rile people up. I'm voting for Trump. These people deserve to... Mm, sis, we not, what we not going to do. So I deleted my cousin. I deleted some white person, some white person. No, I, it may have been another black person, but they were just like immature in their thinking. Mm -hmm. And it was like too much that day at that moment. Mm -hmm. They're still on my Instagram, but I totally deleted them from Facebook. Um, and then there were two um, people who identified as Asian American. Oh, okay. um, 
And so, like, I've been keeping record of, like, their ethnicity, because I think it matters. Because, mm-hmm. um, like you said, like, I, you said this before the podcast, but, like, I do, I'm in a lot of white spaces. And so I want to make sure that I'm not overly consumed with stuff. So social media, I've been turning up. Like, I've been turning up. I post all the time. I hold people accountable. I'm not thanking no white person for posting. I'm not saying sorry to no white person. I am not catching no white tears. Like, I'm very clear in my engagement on social media. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, I'm engaging with black folks. So even POC. Like, POC folks have been, people of color have been, like, sending me messages and stuff. And I'm, like, double tapping, thank you, and I keep it moving. Because for me, like, it's very important that black folks are amplified right now. That black folks, like, that I hold my capacity for black folks. Like, my um, mentee called me, and we talked for over an hour. Because she had to take off. The next day, she goes to work and hear all these, like, ridiculous, you know, um, microaggressions and things like that. So, like, I need to keep my space clear for black folks right now. And I'm very okay with that. That's good um, so that you can be a support. Oh, yeah. Because I, I love healing. it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and I, I don't know. I, I like looking at the fact that you're able to support others through um, through their own care. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I kind of, I don't want to say suggest, but I do suggest, like, you look at that. Like, you, yeah. you're helping people take care of themselves. And some of that energy you got to leave for you to, like, care for you, too. Like, there's got to be a, That's you know, true. a balance. That's, that sounds Because you, you have a lot of capacity to help other people. I do. Right. That's why I go to therapy every Tuesday. <laughs> oh, no, man. That's the hour a week I get to myself. No, but no, that's real. That's real. Because as soon as you said, like, to care for yourself, I was like, oh, I go to therapy. But, that like, that's not enough. Because it's only giving, that's like giving myself an hour a week. Like, that's silly. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely will reflect on that. But social media has been a lot. Um, for the most part, I don't follow people who say crazy things. Um, <laughs> this white woman, this is semi-irrelevant, but this white woman was like, I can't wait to marry a black man so I can love him the way the world won't. And I was like, I had to go in on her. I was like, what? Because all on her, she has a child who's black and white. Um, but all on her page, she posts like N-word type stuff. I'm like, you are a white woman. You mean no, like for music? No, 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 no. She was like, niggas this, niggas that. Da, da, da. Like, that's how she tries to talk or she will repost stuff. Mm. But I have yet to see Black Lives Matter on her page. But she wants to love a black man the way the world won't. And realistically, probably, she may be the first white person I delete. It may happen. Because um, I, I don't even, like, follow her stuff, so I had to unfollow her for a while. Um, but we were in close proximity at one point. So um, that's probably why she's there. She's going to get deleted after this podcast. But. So what's your whole goal with, like, social media? Like, what are you trying mm-hmm. to do? I mean, you know, like, what's mm. going on in your head that you're trying to do? So for a long time, I and I posted this on social media, like, yesterday, I um, thrived in white spaces because I was the good Negro. I did stuff according to professionalism standards and all that stuff. So I... I have a lot of white folks who think, who still think I'm the good Negro. And so I know that my voice they listen to. They, they're like, Tamika, oh my God, I didn't know that. Oh my God, Tamika, let me donate. Let me do this, this, this. Um, but I also have black folks who respect the fuck out of me. And I have, other, I have a whole lot of people who respect me. And so when I speak, I know that that does something to people. And it's not like, oh, I'm speaking to change your mind about everything else. If I got to change your mind about if black lives matter, I ain't even talking to you unless you're writing me a check. And that check better be with a whole lot of zeros, so don't play with me. 
But on a day-to-day basis, I'm able to operate and uplift so many spaces. And that's like, that's my goal on social media. Like, I'm no, like, I'm, once I go to my doctor's class, I'll be a researcher. But like, (laughs) I'm not heavily into researching a lot of things. I'm, I try to make myself as informed as possible. I'm also speaking a lot about my lived experiences. And so that's my goal with social media is to be a person that operates in many different spaces and Mm -hmm. people are able to hear me. Um, but that's about it. And then I also just like calling people out on their shit. I I really do. It's not at work. I call people into conversations, social media. I really call people out on because like you can't just say stuff just because and not think that nobody going to challenge it. That's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's very stupid and I don't have time for it. So yeah, that is hilarious. but I don't know. I've been getting a lot of. Have you been discussing race with white people? Girl, no. Um, <laughs> so I'm seeing, you know I'm asking you that because that's like one of our last little talking yeah. points. Yeah. So what I've learned from a lot of people I follow on social media, like I follow like Josie, Candace Benbo, even Amanda Seals, um, just some really dope black women. Nothing in life is free. So mm. I don't even like... Like, I've been putting my cash app and my Venmo at the end of a lot of my things, and white folks about to pay my rent this month. Like, it's, like, it's at that point because I have people who do, like, listen to what I say, Mm -hmm. but that's also my intellectual property, and that's my emotional labor. So that's the extent of the conversation I'm having with white folks unless they're paying me. Mm -hmm. And honestly, their payments have been reactive... How do you say it? Reactionary? I don't know if that's a word, but it's a reaction to something they did. Like, this morning... Remember, I woke up and the white girl was like, Tamika, I don't have a lot of black friends. Can you help me? And I said, I gave her like a paragraph of why it was emotional labor, put my cash app in Venmo. And then um, I had screenshotted her stuff, put it on Instagram. And two white women were like, I will help her. Yeah. And I was like, great. Yeah. And then I still told her, you need to Venmo me for that emotional labor <laughs> of my response to you. Sis, she gave me the money. Right. But I did like that you had a network of people that would... Mm -hmm. Because my thing is, and this is where, like, I don't want to be judged. Like, don't judge me. Judger. I'm I'm where I am in my own journey. You know what I mean? But it's like, um, whether it's right or wrong, politically, you know, correct or not. But when... When I don't think she should be asking you what you mm-hmm. think. I, I get why that's, you know, like, why that's not helpful and mm-hmm. that, that can be harmful to you. But I did like that you knew somebody within your social network that was white, that was willing to talk to her. That way, it could be another white person that knows something more, thereby, you know, changing our environment and changing our society. Like, yeah. that's what I do admire about you, that you're able to do that just so, like, the information is, is getting out there and people can change their ideas. They and, have the opportunity to. And I I posted it on Instagram. I did not post her picture or anything because I'm not going to shame the chick. Right. Like, she, from my heart of hearts, listen, that child meant no harm. Yeah. But harm was done to my soul, so you got to run your pockets. <laughs> but <laughs> I actually, probably an hour ago, some another white woman was like, if anybody ever does this again, like, I'll be da-da-da. So, like, there, I do, this is why my, I think my voice matters. And everybody can say what they got to say matters. But I think it matters because I am able to navigate spaces. I post all my black shit. And there's still white folks who's like, wait, can I help in this way? Can I do this? Can I do that? 
Um, so it was nothing for me to connect them. I didn't even ask white folks to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, I just posted the screenshot of what she said. Right. And then they were like, oh, connect her with me. Connect mm -hmm. her with me. One person she actually already knew, because we all went to school together. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I was like, this is the person. She's like, oh, I know her, da, da, da. So it works out, but it's also not my work. Like, white people need to talk to white people. Mm -hmm. Unless you're writing Tamika a check or Embracing You LLC a check, I don't need to talk to white people in that manner. And I also, there are some white people in my life who I care about, like really care about. And so I'd rather invest in them and have conversations with them than to have the conversations with them and then people hitting me up and then all of these other avenues. Um, so I, I try to save that labor um, for the people I actually care about because it takes away from the emotional part. Mm -hmm. um, and those are people who pour into me too. So it's different yeah. and it feels different. It ain't that many, not even a handful. But it happens. Yeah. Now, the only thing I had something to say, cause, and I pulled out my phone because I never really read it, mm -hmm. but when you were mentioning um, Tabitha Brown, who, like, yo, mm. man, if I could pick my mama or something, like, <laughs> if I could pick an older black woman just to be in my life, just, you just so them. I can just, like, enjoy mm -hmm. them. I don't know, and they enjoy me. It would be Tabitha Brown. Like, yeah. I, like, I think her spirit is just so delightful. Like, when she says, you know, because that's your business. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you were like, you were telling me about it, and I can't remember everything you were saying, but you were talking about her husband being an yeah. officer and how he refuses to tell his, his son. son that he's a cop. Mm -hmm. And it's like, to me, like, immediately, that made sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you were like, um, you know, not everybody feels that way, or, mm -hmm. you know, some people are upset. They feel like that's wrong, like you're hiding, it's inauthentic. But in my mind you know, I could relate to it in that, like, he may not know how to tell his son, and he has a, a what is it? What's a government job, right? What is that, a city yeah. job? A cop? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you have a pension. I work a city job. You know what I mean? So I get the logic of working a job that you may not necessarily like for the money, but wait, people for the said, pension. Babe, people said, so when did a police officer become a shameful job? Mm -hmm. That's what they said. Like, all right, so the difference mm -hmm. is, Twitter didn't like what he said. Instagram, full of aunties, was like, I get it. Yeah. So, like, I think it was those two platforms, too. Because yeah. I still don't have a, like, I don't have an opinion on it. I have some reasons why he probably should tell him. Mm -hmm. Like, what if something happens and he's like, he has this notion that officers are bad because of what he sees on TV. Mm -hmm. Like, he, a part of the post was about him asking his mom why cops treat black people like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, if he don't see that in his dad, who is a cop, like, you're, you may spare him some trauma if you actually tell him what's going on. Right. But if something happens to him and he knows he can't report it a certain way or if he does and the cops get involved, it's going to be, you know, potentially bad, he could have daddy's protection now. Because realistically speaking, you a cop. You got pulled. But the thing is, how much protection does his dad really believe he can? I'm just saying, mm -hmm. not. I can't say as a black man, but if you were in a black man's shoes, if you could picture that. Oh, I can't even imagine that. would that. be, <laughs> I, I, my, my imagination says it would be very difficult yeah. to say I'm a black man and I know what, you know, some police do to black men. How do I talk to my black son about it? Yeah. And I think that that can be very heavy. And that's what I mean about, like, being in this age of cancel culture where, like, you know what? Like, they, people, they was like, we canceling her? No, we ain't canceling Tabitha, leave Tabitha Brown. I love that woman is blessed. Holly <laughs> favor. Leave that woman alone. 
because that's my business. You're like, <laughs> no, but the one, okay, so the thing that I did, like, before we started recording, you were talking about, like, words changing. Yeah. Like, POC before, when, like, feminist movement and stuff like that was about, um, I believe there was a black researcher who talked about, like, people of color and wanting to be included in that. But now we say black and people of color, like, those mm -hmm. changing. So her husband said something to the effect of, I wanted to be a part of the system to change it. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is, like, people were like, what? No. But that's how so many, a lot of our history is like that. Mm. Like, we went into certain fields. Yeah. Like, we, we, go in, we still go into education to change it. Yeah. We still will go into higher education to change it. But with him, I didn't see that same regard. And so I was like, that it has been our logic for a while. But I wonder, is that logic changing? Mm -hmm. And what would it mean if we pulled out of certain fields? Um, because we're also starting to get into more STEM fields. So what does that mean for us? But that was a part of his logic was I wanted, like, I wanted to be one of the good ones, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking about, like, how sometimes people do something in their generation that isn't honored or seen as respectable, and then a couple generations later, people value it. Yeah. And then they get accolades for it. You know what I mean? So it's like you never, like, times change. And yeah. I, I hate cancel culture. Like, granted, some it's people... True. I, I get it. Some people do, you know, unforgivable things like, you know, somebody like uh, like R. Kelly. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, no, how, like, we completely... So I'm not talking about things like that, but, like, sometimes things that people say on social Chrisette media... Chrisette Michelle. Huh? Chrisette Michelle. I don't know who that is. The singer. Some black girl. Someone else, like, did something similar to Chrisette Michelle. Oh, um, B. Simone was talking some black stuff, and yeah. then, like, people were like, don't do what Chrisette Michelle did, because they canceled her whole career. And that chick has not it's, written a song in a wild. long time. And I'm not, I get it. Like, sometimes people say some asinine, like, just ridiculous mm -hmm. things. I get that logic. I sometimes wish that we took the perspective, like, all right, let me educate you. Let me give you a suggestion. Let me challenge your thought and your point of view instead of just saying, oh, my God, we're going to block you out from everything. How do you change anything if you're pushing everybody out? When they do something they, that, you know, yeah. doesn't go along with what you believe. Like, you, there has to be room for people. You have to leave room for people to make adjustments. You and do. And to learn something new. I think a part of that, though, and I had a thought, and I may have forgotten it. <laughs> oh, no, I think I forgot. Damn, I forgot. My bad that you forgot. My bad that you forgot. You yeah, don't really care. My bad. I'm you sorry. Really I don't know. You said leave room for people to grow. Yeah. Oh, I think, like, in order for that to happen... Oh, wait, no, no, that's what I was going to say. It typically does not work for people. People who are resilient can typically get through cancel culture. True. Yeah. Like, if you are a soft-spoken person, cancel culture can eat you to foot. Even if you think you're not soft-spoken. Like, even R. Kelly, this motherfucker still been making music. And he's trifling. And he was supposed to be canceled years ago, you know? Yeah. Um, decades ago, even. But someone like Chrisette Michelle, her music was soul. It was R&B. It was feelings. It was love. It was, you know, all of those things, for the most part. She has one song, I think, that was... No, that was Jasmine Sullivan. 
all black women are not alike. Anyway, so, <laughs> like, I think sometimes, like, but B. Simone right now is coming at people like, no. Like she's fighting like, through. She's fighting through it. Yeah. And I always say, at some point, y'all, I really want to start a YouTube channel. But I always say, like, I'm going to have to expose myself because I used to have very crazy thoughts. Yeah. Like, I grew up in North Philly, like, saying, you know, no homo, things like that. Like, that stuff was you so... no homo? It was so normalized. Mika. It was... Or but that... homo. Or, I am... Look I, at you. Now you are I homo. am a queer person, <laughs> first off. But, like, we would say things like, that's so gay. The mm -hmm. R word. Like, all of those things that I know now are trifling. Yeah. But I didn't know that when I was younger growing up in my environment. So there may be a tweet or a Facebook post that may say some effed up stuff. Mm -hmm. But do people understand that, like, if you don't grow up in an environment where you have somebody constantly educating you on the things you should and shouldn't say and blah, 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 or teaching you those things, that shit is hard. Yeah. Granted, there's some adults who just talk really stupid. Like Candace Owens. Like, that lady's just stupid. I know everybody name. Um, because I'm on social media all the time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like she's she's ridiculous. But I think I get what you mean when you talk about like language changing. On one hand, sometimes it's progress. On other hand, it's the reason we cancel people. And so I think like bringing all of this full circle, like a lot of it has to do with like black folks, especially millennials right now, and how much like because we're grown going through this. What were we talking about? Oh, Corona. When Corona first happened, like, the biggest thing we really went through was, like, 9-11, anthrax, um, Ebola. But, like, you never felt grown enough to go through it. Mm -hmm. Corona's the first thing I think some millennials are grown enough to go through. And so it's, like, depending on your age, your status in the black community, and all of these other, or where you are in your racial identity, will dictate how you partake on social media and also how a lot of this stuff makes you feel. And so I don't think we bring those things into the equation and let our blackness be intersectional enough. It's like, you got to go through this one way. So inevitably, a lot of us aren't healing because we're so trying not to get canceled or all, or all of these things. Like, it's hard to heal. It's really hard to heal. My bad. I don't have nothing for you after that rant. I mean, listen, she always call what I gotta <laughs> say rant. Other people pay me to talk and she call them Yo, rant. I ain't them. Chill with I that. I ain't them. I ain't paying you nothing, sis. Uh, I ain't say all that. I'm just saying I pay you in other ways, but not ooh, like that. How you gonna pay me that? No. <laughs> we gotta go. Anyway, right? Because <laughs> the wine has been hitting. Anyway, um, I don't know. Just all in all, like, my thing is if if you had to, like, give people examples of things that they can do to not heal right now, but yeah. comfort themselves. Man, it's the best time for spirituality. Yeah. I don't know what you heard. That's what <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. It's the best time. It's always the best time. And it don't have to be cre Christianity. Like, no, no, I didn't say that. Okay. I'm just saying, I like... I clarifying. I, and I don't... Man, listen. I don't even know. Don't, I don't even want to go there. No, I, I think it's, it's, it's important, though, because enough black people won't go there because everybody thinks it's supposed to be If you're not in touch with with the the you that you can't see, the essence of who you are, like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't even know why you out here. I'm mm -hmm. just saying, like, how what other way you going to get through anything? Like, how would you get through anything? Unless... I'm going to reword that just a little bit. Go ahead. Now may be a great time to get in touch with the you you can't see. Mm -hmm. Because some people, that blocker could be Christianity. And spirituality and Christianity could look very... Could look Here's the very thing. different. Here's the thing. You know, you can't see spirits. At least most people can't, right? So 
there is it's a journey. Mm-hmm. It's some it's the unseen, it's the unknown. There is and I look at it as there's no not necessarily a um a right way or a wrong way per se mm-hmm. in a in a sense like your spirit will let you know you know that's what the intuition is there for but it's it's a realm of seeking mm-hmm. and yeah i know some some scriptures you know but like if you seek god you will find him if you if you seek this thing out if you go on a journey if you take this walk to 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 explore the essence of who you are and that's that's what i would call the spirit excuse me or your spirit i mean I'm, it's the best time for it. Why I say that? Because that's what sustains me. That's what holds me. That's what keeps me together. That's what's keeping me grounded. And that's how I feel like I'm able to get through anything that's hard. I'm like, I'm a fucking essential worker. People don't give a damn. Like I, I will say, and I'm not like a nurse or a doctor or anything like that. It don't matter. People do not give a fuck about you being sick, about you being in service, about you doing anything. And the only thing that's not causing me to take all of that in is spirituality because mm-hmm. I'm sustained and encouraged and confident in who I am from the inside out. So it's, it's not like I'm looking for something outside of me, whether mm-hmm. that's money or authority or ego to establish me and give me some sort of comfort. And if you, so I'm, I'm just saying, if you don't have that, then you better have some money. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what else you got that's going to keep you calm. Yeah. I, I just, it's hard. It's hard. The, the starting point of that is hard. Mm. The, like, the explore, especially if you are trying to find yourself right now in this current fucking climate, it is hard. It is a lot of emotional work. And depending on your, before you try to find yourself, yourself find some support. Because it's, go, <laughs> it's going to look hard. It's hard. Like, it's some, when you learn who you are inside out, like, that stuff could be scary. It could be who you did not think you were and all of these other things. And so I encourage people to do that work. <laughs> Buy my journal, You Are Enough, with Mika Austin, <laughs> embracing you, LLC.com. <laughs> I encourage people to do that work, but yeah. that journey ain't for the meek. Like, it's It's, it's not, but I am very, very, and this is the part to me where it gets heavy. I'm concerned about people who don't have that type of mm-hmm. connection, especially if you're out in the streets protesting. Like, I, th- like, that's a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that those are the people that I want to weep for, uh, weep for and, and, and cry out for. Like, that's the part that feels heavy is, like, it's people out there and, and you see them um, crying out for justice. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm not, in my head, I'm like, I, I don't even want to go there. But, like, sometimes in my head, I'm like, you know, like, you really think they're going to answer that call? Mm-hmm. Like, so th- sometimes, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't. They should. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a humanitarian thing. They should, but I'm thankful for the justice that I have within. Like, it's some things that people can't kill, and that's your spirit. Like, you could kill this body, but you can't kill the spirit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As you, I, I don't know how people live without being in touch with that. And and I get, I want to, my encouragement, yes, is that it is a hard journey, and it's difficult, but when you get to the other side of it, you feel unstoppable. And mm-hmm. that's what I want people to feel. I want people to feel courageous. I want people to to not, you know, no fear. Because I don't know, that's the, the part that I feel empathetic to. I think I would agree with that. And I think I I started that journey when I was like sixteen. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of this stuff, like, yes, I've gone through like my mental health struggles and things like that. 
But a lot of the stuff that I experience right now, like I was telling Sinead, I was like, let's record because I can't cry. <laughs> like I haven't processed because I can't cry. Like I know there's some feelings there, but yeah. I am self-sustained in a sense, or right. I know how to reach out for what I need or to name what I need. So like, I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong. I'm no. saying couple that with a journey. Don't couple it with a one-time spiritual love, love, like something from somebody else. Like you got to really go through that journey and feel it inside. And the other side does feel unstuck. That's why I got Twitter trigger finger things. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I be going in because I do know that ain't nobody. Like I, I value my blackness. It is fucking amazing to be black in this country. And mm -hmm. I will fight. I will fight to right. stay black in this country and have my rights and X, Y, and Z. And I know that worth. And there are people on the front lines and the physical lines of our fight who may not have gone through that journey yet. There's some folks who have, and that's amazing. Yeah. So I, when we talk about healing, I, I do see that holistic, like we gotta also heal internally because we don't go to counseling in our community or uh, you know, in a stereotype of blah, blah. We don't heal ourselves. Black women do take on more and black men do more physical things. Like it's, it's all of these things. I don't know about physical things, but like there's a lot of plight, plot. There's a lot of stuff <laughs> on, <laughs> I'm gonna stop trying to be so educated. There's a lot of stuff on both the black, all black folks. And so because of that, we do have to go through our journeys to take care of ourselves. And I, I definitely agree with that. And I know we rambled the last little bit of this, y'all, but like it's a the ramble is the fact that like we're going through it right now. And there is no right or wrong answer to it. We're still fucking here and we're still going through it. So like it's gonna be a ramble. It's gonna be unfinished. It's gonna be like, uh, I got this thing, you got that thing, let's try to meet him in the middle. It's going to be that because this shit is real life and like black people are dying and black people are trying to live. So mm -hmm. it's like how the fuck you do that at the same? Yes, I won't stop. I'm Rockefeller records. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like I, yeah, I, that's all the fuck I got. Um, we will be back at some point with this. Um, five weeks, six weeks, whatever, how many weeks, whatever. Um, but no, in the meantime, take care of yourself. Yeah. Love on motherfuckers. Like, drink your wine if you know, like, limits. <laughs> um, like just do what you need Mika to do. Said, now, this is what Mika said. She said next episode we're gonna talk about like what we're actually struggling with. Y'all, and that's gonna be some vulnerability. It is. It's gonna be it's, it's I think it's real. So I'm looking forward to that. So we're gonna actually say goodbye now. No none of these long goodbyes, okay? Why can't we have long goodbyes? Girl. Love you, miss you. Oh my god. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>